Russell will sing when we put him down. If he won't go to sleep, he'll sing the thunder like theme song. Yeah. The, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Hey everyone, and welcome to the New Life Ranch Monthly Camp Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Metcalf. MCP is all about the people that love New Life Ranch and the stories of how God is using this place to change lives. Each month, we'll hear from the people who work at New Life Ranch and learn about their life, their testimony, and their heart for this ministry. On today's episode, I'll be talking to Miss Amelia Abbott, the Leadership Development and Day Camp Coordinator. But before we do that, let's find out what's happening around the ranch with some New Life News. Joining me to talk today is our food service manager, Matt Emmons, to let us know about some menu changes happening around in the kitchen. So, Matt, first of all, happy birthday. Yes, today. Today, today is the day. Today is your I birthday. I 37. Today is your birthday, but it's not going to be your birthday by the time people no, hear this. No, I'll already be on my way to 38. <laughs> all right, well on your way to well 38. Well on my way, yeah. <laughs> But so, anyway, for the time being, happy birthday. Well, thank you. And if you see Matt, just tell him happy birthday retroactively. I love birthdays about as much as anybody in the world, I think. <laughs> about as much as anybody yeah. in the world. Is that so, a superlative? I think, I think so. that is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt, what can we expect to be chowing down on next time we're in the dining hall? Well, uh, it's a great question. We are trying to just get back to basics with food. So, what we are doing is using whole ingredients and so some things that have been debuted if you will in the last uh, month or so yeah yeah, it's a great word it's hard to spell uh is fresh cut french fries Mm. so we're taking whole potatoes run them through our process of you know cutting them and washing them and frying them twice yeah and uh i had them i had them the other day yeah Definitely the best French yeah. fry I have ever had. So in if New you're Life on uh, if you're on summer staff or if you're a knee high, you will probably be cutting some potatoes this summer. Yeah, that is the way we're going to do it. And Much so, to my delight. Yeah, because there so, there really is nothing better than a fresh cut French fry, twice fried. Yeah, and it's that, delicious. And a, according to one of my uh, chef buddies, that is the proper way for Belgian frites is what they call it, which we we won't be putting that on the menu, but coming to new life ranch. Yeah. yeah, We'll do it uh, the the European way. And we'll we'll have the, uh, the newspaper. Yeah. Put that in there. Get the mayo, sriracha ketchup and the, uh, the mayonnaise and all that kind of stuff. But that's kind of where we want to go as a kitchen is less of bag ripping open box, ripping open and, and more of, uh, taking whole ingredients and, and turning them into delicious food. So cool. that's one thing we're looking at possibly changing, uh, our burger setup into a fresh ground beef Ooh. patty rather than your frozen patties. And yeah. so that that's coming, man, coming soon. We're, we're, we've doing, uh, we're doing the brioche buns. Yeah. For any kind of sandwich we're doing, which seemed to be very popular. Yeah, I had that on the chicken sandwich the other day. Yeah. Nice kinda, touch. It elevates. It does. It elevates the chicken sandwich meal, which is already really popular. And uh, we've also got a ciabatta bread that we're kind of happy with as well for Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah. Even deli sandwiches or, or those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and, we, and you have a, a new baker back there doing all the desserts. Yeah. Yeah. Erica Payne is uh, really elevated our desserts it's true so instead of us 
thinking about it about 30 minutes before dinner is <laughs> about to happen and opening up a box of brownies, she will do something like a cheesecake that she'll make up or homemade cookies or those she kinds did, of things. Uh, yeah. She did fudge the other day. Yeah, fudge, caramel. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's really simple. Sometimes it's really complex, but it's always delicious. That's yeah. for sure. And so uh, even summer camp kids, if you're listening, the you know, we're, we're hoping to have Erica debut some new desserts. Yeah, she's she's been awesome just because it's something she's really good at. Yeah. And, uh, it just frees up our time to to do twice fried potatoes. Yeah, well, great. Um, the, the biggest thing that we want to do is just have good food that you kind of know where it's come from. Yeah. Because, you know, one of one of the things we're, we're uh, challenged with, I think, is, you know, kid kiddos with allergies or guests with allergies. And if we can kind of control the inputs into the food, yeah. it just kind of helps us, you know, hey, if somebody has a soy allergy or an egg allergy, well, we know exactly what's in it. And That's so great. we can control it. So That's great. We found that it's been good. And awesome. ultimately, it saves camp a little bit of money by doing things fresh and whole and uh, and it tastes better, so it's a win-win yeah. the whole way. all across the board. Well, yeah. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mr. Matt, for that update. Sounds like some delicious things are happening in the kitchen these days. If you'd like to sample some of the new fare and hear about our plans for a new dining hall, shoot our executive director, Tom Graney, an email at tom at newliferanch.com. All right. Coming up after the break, I'll be talking to Amelia Abbott, the leadership development and day camp coordinator. We'll talk about her life as a track star, her job with the longest title at the ranch, and how 8th grade was probably the best year of her life. Probably. You know the only thing that can make summer camp better for me? If a friend comes along with me. You know the only thing that can make summer camp better for my parents? If they can save money when I bring a friend with me. I guess that makes Buddy Bucks pretty great. For every friend you bring to camp that has never been to New Life Ranch before, you'll save $20. Just make sure they put your name down in the Buddy Bucks field when they register. The best part is you can invite unlimited friends and save unlimited money. So get out there and invite some friends to summer camp. Hey, today we are being joined by Amelia Abbott, the Leadership Development Coordinator. She also handles Day Camp Coordinator as well. Is that your official title? What's your official title? Official title is Leadership Development and Day Camp Coordinator. Okay. I, I went for the longest title at Yeah, I think entry. you're winning right now. Yeah, I'm pretty close. You might, so. you might be able to add a couple more in there. Mm. Uh, podcast interviewee, yes. Leadership Development and Day Camp and Podcast Interviewee Coordinator. coordinator. Yeah, great. Okay, well, I'll let's take it. do that. So this segment is all about getting to know the people that work at New Life Ranch, um, finding out their story, and just hearing their heart for this ministry. Uh, so all we're really going to do is get to know you. So let's get to know Amelia Abbott. How about that? Let's do it. All right. So just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, um, growing up, you know, what's your story? Great. Well, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Lived there my, my whole life, born and raised in the same house. I, uh, I grew up at Jinx. I'm a Jinx lifer, K through 12. Yeah. Um, went back to, to Jinx East back when it was K through 5 and loved my time there. Uh, met some of my best friends in sixth grade and I'm still in touch and best friends with them today. So that's pretty awesome, I that think, is to pretty have that impressive. experience. Yeah, to have so, 
friends that I, I had a friend in high school, but we don't really. <laughs> you don't keep, keep in anymore. touch anymore. No, I'm really bad. About well, maybe it, friends. maybe it says I was good at making friends in junior high, and I've been bad since then. <laughs> <laughs> they're still my best friends, but yeah, they're pretty awesome people. So, uh, yeah, so grew up grew up there and um, loved my time. Was was involved in a little bit of sports and got involved in theater and music in high school mm-hmm. and so that was kind of my um outside of academics that was kind of my extracurricular um area of interest yeah so, what sports did you play i was a runner and a basketball player mm, so man. cross-country runner not a yeah. sprinter so were you good at basketball no i was really bad <laughs> at basketball so um <laughs> I don't like to talk about that, but we can talk about running for a second. Yeah, well, but. I mean, I think like basketball, and I'm, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here, but well. it set you up for your future, and we'll discuss that we'll later. We'll discuss that but. later, but we don't need to dwell on my own personal <laughs> skill basketball up. skills. I'll just say that I peaked in seventh grade, <laughs> and that's been a real disappointment, um, but I was really good at running, yeah. so... Um, I stopped doing it officially for a team in eighth grade, but Mm. that year I was our number one girl runner, which is like the best I've ever been at anything. And so I really cling on to eighth grade. Yeah. Um, This is the pinnacle of your career. It's it's true. It's true. It really has been downhill since then. So, um, and just if you're wondering, I don't remember the last time I ran. (laughs) So it's not like it's this passion and Uh, hobby of mine. Like what, what kind of races did you run when you were in eighth grade? Were you like, Uh, well, it's cross country. Okay. And so. So it was typically, I'm trying to remember, I think it was typically 5K races. Okay. So I've, um, really, athletics is not my thing. So I've like never won a trophy or anything, but I did place like medal standings at a race Ooh. once. And Man. so um, the, that's like the only hardware I have. That's so exciting. So, Man. Mm, uh, so living what, in the past. But okay, so you weren't really athletic. No, I, but I, I liked it. Okay. And I've seen a picture of you from back in the day. Awesome. Uh, And the only reason I say this is because I can relate, but you had the big glasses. Huge glasses. Really pretty nerdy. How Whoa. how true how true is that picture to who you were as a kid? Um, like, what were you like as a kid? Yeah. So I well, I got glasses when I was three, and so I have incredibly poor vision, mm. and. I was incredibly nerdy, had yeah. braces twice, <laughs> and um, so just just a lot of hardware on my face, yeah. um, but I think those friends that I met in sixth grade, um, I hope that they hear this at some point, but they were also really nerdy. Oh, and I so, guarantee you they will hear this, <laughs> yes. and they will, they will hopefully write into the podcast and say, yes, all that's true about it. Me. Is, it is all true. So we were all really nerdy together, like we loved school, yeah. and we got really excited about projects, and... <laughs> Um, wanted, but we were so goofy. So we yeah. were, we were fun and, and nerdy and we looked like idiots most <laughs> of the time because we just didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Let me, let me just interject here for a second that yes, I was pretty nerdy and so were my friends and I had, I had huge thick glasses and still do. Yeah. But in eighth grade over Christmas break, I got contacts and I got my braces off. Oh, man. And so I came back to school after Christmas, and I had a teacher introduce herself to me because she <laughs> thought I was a new student. So there was a real transformation in my wow. life in eighth grade. Yeah. At, you know, the same time that I was running really fast. Right. Man, you so, really just came out of your I'm telling you, eighth, eighth grade, seventh grade, those were big years for me. Wow. Of, um, big turning points in 
have people not I w- I would giggling when you walk by. That's probably the exact opposite of most people's <laughs> middle school experiences. You know, you like peaked in middle school. No, 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 no. I didn't peak in middle school. Oh, okay. I would say it was a it was a turning point of oh. um, being comfortable in my own okay. skin and so not you, being teased all the time. Gotcha. I wasn't so you glided time, into high school. Oh yeah, just on and top was, of the world. It was great. It well. <laughs> I would say in my niche at a huge high school yeah. with great friends. Yeah. So. And you were a uh, Kirk of the Hills? I was. Grew up at Kirk. So my parents did not grow up. My Well, my dad grew up Jewish mm-hmm. and my mom kind of grew up um, sort of culturally Christian, but not really active in her faith. And so they got married and moved to Tulsa and kind of through a crazy turn of events, met some people from the Kirk and um, they were engineers and so really interested in the building and the architecture. And so it like got my parents to go to church. Wow. And my dad gave his life to Christ and my mom kind of really for the first time grasped a relationship with Christ. And mm-hmm. so we started going to church kind of in my baby baby days Mm -hmm. and so was there essentially the rest of my life yeah yeah love the kirk has been a huge part of my own development and finding my faith and those things so and you still really like the architecture i'm guessing it is it's beautiful yeah it's a beautiful church it is a nice church i like it (laughs) yeah Yeah. so so what uh Tell us, tell us more about your uh, your testimony how you know the lord yeah so so growing up with parents that were recent believers, um, I would say they definitely had a, an energy and an excitement about kind of this new life that they had in Christ. And mm-hmm. so, um, grew up really involved at church. And I just remember from a really young age being very interested in learning and I loved Sunday school and I loved Bible memory. And I, my parents always kind of smirked with joy as a really young kid, I would take notes at church and the <laughs> sermons. And, um, I really think I, I had a genuine love for Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of had a genuine fear of disappointing God. And mm. so I think a lot of my growing up was trying to live to be worthy and acceptable of God's love and um, had some, you know, as we've talked about junior high, um, <laughs> had some had some big spiritual moments in junior high also mm-hmm. of kind of this transition from knowing about God to, to really knowing God personally and that personal relationship with yeah. Christ. And so I was that kid that every opportunity to to give your life to Christ and to say the prayer. I would do it every time because yeah. I was afraid like, you know, oh, I've messed up since then. Or what if that time it wasn't real? Or what if God right. didn't hear me? And so I had some pretty weird theology about <laughs> assurance of salvation. Right, right. Um, but I think a lot of it really did revolve around like just a fear that uh, God would find out yeah. <laughs> the real Amelia. Right. And so... You know, I, I, but, but I genuinely loved Christ and tried to honor him with my life. And so, um, in high school I started working, well, I I guess I kind of, for the first time had some theological training and leadership training. And so, um, started serving in ministry in high school. I was leading a small group of middle school girls and, Mm -hmm. uh, that was life changing for me. And so from that point, I really thought I was going to head kind of in a music career. And so from that point on, I really felt called to ministry and that, that specific calling and arena to do that has has shifted and changed over the years. But that was the first time that I thought, man, I, I could do this with my life, you know, yeah. as a career. So, you know, that, I don't know, I kind of talk about my faith as a sunrise, as opposed <laughs> to just this light switch that came on right. and all of a sudden 
boom, I'm a Christian now. So, so that was really kind of my, my life for a long time of this fear that I would disappoint God. And um, in college, I went to went to John Brown University and was studying biblical studies and learning so much, and I loved it. And it was kind of deconstructing a lot of bad theology and and allowing me to reconstruct. Okay, who is God and all you know those things. Yeah. Um, but kind of for the first time in my life, I was experiencing real trial. Um, I'd say most of my growing up days, you know, <laughs> I was a nerd, but I had this great community of friends, and so things were pretty good and easy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I achieved what I sought after. I was able to meet my goals. You know, the toughest thing was having to wait to be 13 to get glad, you know, <laughs> contacts, you know, so things were just pretty, pretty easy. Right. Um, and in college I started just dealing with some depression and as that was diagnosed and I was getting help, it was for the first time in my life, allowing me to not live perfectly. So it was um, affecting my ability to do school at the level that I had. Mm. And it was affecting the way I treated people. Mm. Um, And so I felt for the first time that my imperfections were exposed to people around me, but also to myself. And so kind of in that moment of realizing the depth of my my own depravity and my own sinfulness and my own brokenness, I also was able to grasp for the first time like, oh, that grace that I've always talked about and, right. and known about, like, oh, that's not just for other people. Like, yeah. I need that. Like, right. I'm not good enough on my own. And so through, like, the lowest years of my life in college and in grad school after that, the reality of that grace really set in mm. and kind of got to soak to every ounce of my being. Yeah. and was so incredibly liberating. And so then you look back at years of fear of disappointing and just really a a faith that was centered around performance and achieving. And it is really freeing to say, man, I of course want to seek to honor God with my life and what I say and what I do, but but ultimately I'm I'm his daughter because of what Christ did. And so it's, you know, I would say I've been a believer for a long time, but really grasping what I didn't know was a reality, Mm -hmm. um, you know, was in my early twenties. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my faith story. That's awesome. And and so what's your new life ranch story? How did you get to be a part of this place? Yeah. I was never a camper here, but growing up at the Kirk, Kirk having a longstanding relationship with new life, we, I came out on family camps kind Mm -hmm. of in my elementary school year so Kirk family camp would come out here and I remember staying down in Westwood's cabins um, with my dad and my siblings and doing family camp down there and so that was kind of my my earliest times out here and then in my middle school and high school years we would do our youth retreats out here and so, um, you know, I said in, in eighth grade was kind of a pivotal shift in my faith being a knowing about God and, and having this personal relationship with God. And, and that happened in Hogan, the yurt back behind the chapel. Mm. And still remember John Blair, now director of guest services, yeah. speaking that weekend. And I don't remember what he said, um, but I do remember a folding table being out with a bunch of things on it for like illustrations. Right. And one of them was a bag of potato chips. And that's, I've asked him, I was like, do you remember what that was all about? And he doesn't remember either. But anyways, that weekend was a big marker in my faith in in that place. And so um, those were my experiences of coming here. 
and then went to John Brown University just down the road and so um, started kind of hanging out with some people here on my, my free time and in the weekends and so got to know some of our resident staff as a college student and 2008 invited me to to come be on summer staff that year and so I that first summer was a leader leader in training leader so what's now timothy team right um kind of before day camp right back in the old lit days back in the old lit days yeah and so i i did that for for eight weeks that summer and it was awesome and i it was right before my senior year of college and i said this has been the best summer of my life this was this was awesome and i'd worked at another camp before but just such a different experience Uh it was great it was really great and so i Finished up at John Brown, and I moved out to California to go to Fuller, and I said kind of experiencing some depression and some just health issues and, and kind of needing needing a break in life as mm-hmm. God was helping me heal and grow and letting that grace really soak in. And so took a year off of seminary and came back this way. And so in 2011, lived out here for the year and was a part of the LEAD program. I learned a lot about kind of working and living in ministry. And so um, that summer, I served as our day camp summer activity leader. And so kind of in the months leading up to that, got a lot of ownership about helping decide what what was going to happen that yeah. summer and that was really fun for me and an exciting next what step year in was leadership that? 2011 okay so that wasn't the first year of day camp that no, was like the third the year third year yeah. yeah so still really really a young program right so they really, were really form- formative years of that yeah program. really open to yeah to ideas and to mm-hmm. to switching things up and so i loved it that summer i got to kind of in my role kind of work alongside and, and, and lead you know the the Timothy team leaders and then of course the Timothy teamers and it was great and so after that year living out here at New Life I went back out to Fuller and finished my degree and it was about six months after I graduated in that time I got married and we uh, were looking to move back closer to, yeah. to family in the yeah. area and so um, kind of started reaching out to people about opportunities and New Life Ranch being one of those and so had the opportunity to come in and, and work in leadership development and day camp and so started in oh, March <laughs> of 2014 so uh-huh. I'm almost at my three-year mark yeah so congratulations thank you yeah uh, I think you breezed over breezed something over. very important that yes. um, I'm going to go ahead and take a lot of credit for. I did. I you met, met a guy at New Life Ranch. So, yes, sort named of. Named Dave Abbott. Yes. And I hired Dave Abbott. Yeah, for, I He's my videographer. And so I feel like I deserve basic yes. full credit for... Your marriage, and now your son, and now my son. Well, <laughs> yeah. I would say you receive like a third of the credit. A third. So the so the the real story is okay. So actually, I met Dave at a basketball game, oh. but not just any basketball game. He was he had graduated from college, was living in Oklahoma City. So he would commute from Oklahoma City to Salem Springs, Arkansas, Whoa. to play on the New Life Ranch team. Yeah. in the Salem Springs Church League yes. basketball. I, okay, and so. So you hired him, yes, which is probably part of the reason he stuck around. But, but I say, I say that was the summer that you guys started dating was when I had hired him to be video videographer. Okay, well, okay, yes, you you get a third of the credit because <laughs> okay, all right. Allie Schultz introduced us our okay. our leadership development registrar. She introduced us at that basketball game. Um. But Nathan McKinney, he was the one who was recruiting at Dave's church. 
aunt initially back okay. in 2009 and said, stopped him in the lobby of the church and said, hey, what are you doing this summer? Are you looking for a job? And and he grew up in Siloam and had never been out to New Life Ranch before. <laughs> and so, so I really, all three of you okay. play a large part of our story. All right. But so. I did film your wedding. You, that's so true. that should get me at least another portion. That's a really good point. Yes, we had an excellent wedding videography. Maybe I can get 50% of the credit now. I'll give you 50%. Okay, 50% great. of the credit. 50% of the credit for, for my marriage. For your marriage. <laughs> great. Today. That's great. Yes. <laughs> so, married to Dave, and we have a 16 month old yeah. named Russell. If you ask me, I'll say he's named after his dad's middle name. Mm-hmm. Who is named after his grandfather? Yes, family but name. Family name, right? If you ask Dave, for the record, it's a family name. For the record, it is a family name. But if you ask Dave, he will probably tell you he's named after Russell Westbrook. And it's the right reason. now, I'm not really going to deny it, but I am going to clarify it's a family name. So now you've got like a whole basketball family, a, a little basketball family. You guys go play hoops every. We do. We go up to the gym and. And, and Russell plays b-ball, as he calls it. Yeah. So it's pretty great. And he loves basketball. I mean, I just think he's naturally awesome. Yeah. So I told Dave that I like filming him when he plays basketball right now as a toddler. Mm-hmm. Because if he's famous someday, it's we can true. show this footage. Oh, man. And, and Dave said, well, I don't know if he'll play professional, but uh, he'll definitely play college. <laughs> and he just says it like completely matter of fact. So I don't know if he has a chance yeah. to not play but anyway, jumping jumping back to New sure. Life Ranch, yeah. leadership development and day camp coordinator. Now, yes. what's your favorite part of your job? Um, I love that I help plan and run four different programs, and so that's four different sets of people and staff and parents and curriculum and schedules. And so I love every day coming in and having this. Huge pile of things to pick yeah. from of what problem am I going to tackle today. And so I really do love that I get to come in and be creative mm-hmm. and um, kind of have my hand and influence in lots of areas mm-hmm. and that I'm not coming in every day working on the same thing. Yeah. So that's my favorite part of my actual job. My like favorite part of our programs is just that I think they're incredibly influential and in uh-huh. that... I see our summer staff who have gone through these programs come back to lead them, and I see that they have been effective at developing them into mature leaders that are ready to get out of here and conquer the world for Jesus. And so that, I mean, that's why I do what I do. I think we're doing something great, and I want to be a part of it. Um, And I'd say the other thing that I really am interested in, in figuring out how we do this is kind of um, mapping and keeping and communicating the the growth and the development of each individual camper that goes through leadership development yeah. for their own you know resource and for for parents and families who are with them day in and day out yeah kind give, of them, the give primary. them some sort of metric or something right yeah so you know look we where do, you were look where you are now right you know just trying to trying to figure out a system that works and is not burdensome to to families or to us and so right. what's what's a good way to do this is yeah. it a report card system or is yes, it a they'll love report cards I think that'll can, really right it seems like it would be a really fun thing to start that's what they would like more <laughs> right. report cards more report more, cards more reasons I don't want to for... give grades is the problem <laughs> so yeah so I think we're trying to think through how do we do that well in, yeah. in a way that's effective to help help them Good. 
So I'd say that's on the horizon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. And so here's here's one thing that you've done in your job. Here's like you could consider this like your your mantelpiece. Right? Oh, okay. Okay. You launched a whole new aspect of day camp. Yeah. Two. Two whole new aspects yeah. of day camp. I was only thinking of one, okay. so now I'm curious. Which what the one other are you one. thinking of? I was thinking winter day camp. Yeah. I mean, you like you created this program from the ground up, basically. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I feel like it's my little baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. You have two children. You have Russell. I have Russell and winter, and day, winter camp. day camp. Winter day camp's older than Russell. It. Yeah, that's weird. Winter, winter growing, day camp is three years old. Growing at about the same rate, actually. <laughs> yeah, Russell's pretty huge, <laughs> and so was winter day camp. Yeah, yeah, winter day camp has been really, really fun, and it really, you know, like summer day camp, it is such a dual purpose. Um, and a win-win experience mm-hmm. in that it is awesome for the day campers to get to come back and have all of New Life Ranch to themselves yeah. and get an experience that is unlike summer camp and kind of a, a theme and a spiritual conversation that is so perfectly targeted to where they are. Mm-hmm. And we can be so um, effective with that, I would say, mm-hmm. in that setting. Um, and then the other purpose is for our, for our Timothy team kids. If summer is this experience of, well, I heard this metaphor and I really liked it. If summer is this experience, like one of those little race car tracks where you go through that little part that propels the car forward. I don't know what that's called. I don't know, like a little little, booster or something? Yeah, like a little booster. Um, You know, so we have this, this loop. And so these kids come through every summer and we're able to kind of boost their spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. Well, winter day camp provides that a second boost in the loop. And so for a lot of them, they say Timothy team is an area that um, gave them confidence to, to share the gospel and to be proactive in, in ministry, direct ministry. Yeah. And they had never really had the opportunity to lead experiences and a, a debrief conversation about what that teaches us about God. And they've never really talked about the gospel before, you know, that that directly, and so they they have confidence to do that, and and then they go back home and they realize, oh man, <laughs> school is hard. Wow. This isn't the same culture. Right. It's really hard to talk to my family about Jesus, and so we get them back here for for three days, and it's that boost again of like, yeah. oh yeah, it is so good and fulfilling to yeah. do that, and so it has been a really effective tool for them, I think, to come in and realize, man, I made all these decisions and. I was really motivated this summer to do this, and I have fallen away from that. I've fallen short, and I have not been um, kind of living for Jesus with the same courage that I I wanted to after Mm -hmm. last summer. Mm -hmm. And it also really prepares them for Soma, I would say. Um, You know, when they come in for Timothy team, a lot of their their day camp leading experience is, is handed to them and say, you know, here are the activities, um, you know, practice leading them, but, but here are the instructions, here are, here are conversations to have around them, mm-hmm. here are the Bible studies. And once they get to SOMA, they're going to be partnering with summer staff and things aren't as scripted for them. They're going to mm-hmm. have to come up with ideas more on their own. And so winter day camp is kind of this happy medium for them to say, hey, here are some parameters and we want you to fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, here's an activity class and some ideas you tell us what your plan is. Mm. And so it's giving them even more ownership than summer day camp. 
And so they have more opportunity to grow and to learn and to, mm-hmm. to fail, but to, you know, to mess up in a safe place where we're going to help them and coach them through that. And so I think it's been really powerful and effective. That's good. So, so that's mantelpiece number one. What's mantelpiece number two? Well, the other one I was thinking about is the day camp overnight. Oh, which yeah. Which has completely blown me away with how popular yeah. it has been. I and I think we had like 70, 75% of our day campers each week stay the night. So we're just going to turn day camp into overnight into, camp. Into overnight camp. Yeah, it's a trick. It's all been a trick. It's not, no, it's but I think it's... becoming summer camp. It's, it's been really cool to, <laughs> to sit there with these kids that are going into first grade, uh-huh. you know, and to hang out with them at dinner at the overnight and to say, are you excited? Yeah. And they say, I've never stayed away from home. Yeah. And I feel so honored that yeah. their first overnight experience would be at New Life Ranch. And, and they're sleeping in a tent. Like... <laughs> It's not just They're like... They're really roughing it. Well, you know, but it's not just like, hey, you're coming to New Life Ranch, staying in the you're cabin. You're getting a nice cabin, you know, it's, it's a nice like your, It's not like a sleepover or no, something. No, no, no. It's like, hey, come to the overnight. We're going to camp out. We're gonna, you're going to just like break so break through so many barriers there. <laughs> so, all in one night. So, and it, it really has been, it really has been fun. And I know yeah. it's, I know it's hard, um, but I think that we... That's why we set up experience at New Life Ranch the way mm-hmm. we do, that we think hard things help people grow and learn. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's an appropriate level of challenge for them. So that has been that has been really fun for me to kind of watch watch happen and grow. Yeah. And we started that and I really, really wasn't sure what the response would be. <laughs> but we keep having to buy more tents because yeah. they're getting filled. It's That's great. Crazy. It's a great problem. We're just going to have like a whole ball field. Filled That's with kind of tents. what it looks like it sometimes. Does. Like sometimes over yeah. by Walnut, it's just tents everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, <laughs> it's a great thing. I love it. I think it's really Good. cute and yeah. fun. Well, thanks so much for coming in and talking with me today. Absolutely. Uh, I've I loved getting to hear your story, and thanks. I think other people will too. And uh, so, yeah, thanks. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you, Amelia Abbott, leadership development and day camp and <laughs> podcast interviewee. Coordinator. Coordinator. Perfect. We'll get your name tag up. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Amelia. Yep. See ya. Thanks for joining us again for MCP. We hope you enjoy getting to know Miss Amelia a little bit better. Next month, I'll be talking to the director of summer programs, Rhett Pierce. If you have any feedback about this podcast, we would love to hear it. Here's something you like. Here's something you didn't. Got an idea for a segment? If you do, please send us an email at podcast at newliferanch.com. Music for this podcast was written and performed for New Life Ranch by Cass Harris. You can find all of his work on iTunes and Spotify. Additional music was written and performed for the ranch by Chris King. And finally, help us spread the word about MCP by sharing this podcast with your friends, subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts, and giving our podcast a rating. That'll move us up in the charts and make it easier for people to discover us. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in March.